Welcome to the Herald Podcast, New Generation, a podcast created for those who desire a new way of gaining information rather than reading a traditional newspaper. In our show, we will discuss everything from sports, pop culture, politics, and local news. To stay up to date on our latest episodes, be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast service, such as Spotify, Anchor, or Apple Podcasts, and you can also check us out on our website. And don't worry, we keep it short most of the time. Are you looking to be more informed about what's going on in your community? The Herald has a special digital subscription offer for new generation podcast listeners. You could sign up for a one month trial for 99 cents, then only $18.99 a month after that. With the digital subscription, you get web exclusive content, including pictures and videos, obituaries, and a searchable archive going back to 2013. You can read the Herald on the web, your mobile phone, and on our Herald app, so you can get all the Herald content and the print paper delivered right to your phone, tablet, or computer. Again, that's just 99 cents for your first month. So you can go to www.sharonherald.com slash pod offer today for this special offer. Again, that's sharonherald.com slash pod offer. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the New Generation Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Tanner Mondach. And I'm your other host, Janae Avery. And joining us today from Indianapolis is Jim McMahon, joining us over Zoom. He is the Executive Director of Roller Skating Association International and the Inline Hockey Association. Jim, thank you for joining us. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you for inviting me. So if you maybe don't know who Jim is, uh, maybe you heard about all the roller skating action that was going on in Hermitage um, just this past week and the week before. Um, Jim was the guy in charge of all that. So, uh, so yeah, we just brought him here just to kind of recap how everything went hosting that event here in Hermitage. But, uh, but first, we're just going to take a brief break for a word from our sponsor. Ben Visit Chevrolet is Mercer County's truck headquarters. Quality new Chevrolets and outstanding pre-owned vehicles, plus an excellent service department to stand behind your vehicle purchase located on Route 19, just south of Mercer. Stop in or call Ben Visit Chevrolet today at 724-662-5440. At Sharon Regional Medical Center, they believe in the power of people to create great care. Their dedicated employees work hard every day to make Sharon Regional Medical Center a place of healing, caring, and connection for patients and families in the community we call home. For more information, go to SharonRegionalMedical.org. First National Bank provides a full range of commercial banking, consumer banking, and wealth management services, plus industry-leading online and mobile banking solutions. Call your local FNB or go online at fnb-online.com. At Chenango Valley Meat and Poultry, you will find an excellent selection of steaks, burgers, chicken wings, and everything that goes along with it. Voted Best of the Best in 2021 by Harold Readers. Stop in at 1215 East State Street in Sharon or call 724-346-6328 today. Located in Mercer County, UPMC Horizon offers a range of services and medical specialties at two campuses in Farrell and Greenville. Together with UPMC Jamison in Lawrence County, UPMC Horizon provides a regionalized approach to healthcare. If you need care, go to UPMC Horizon or UPMC.com. So just like we mentioned before the break, um, you brought the roller skating championships, both the 
the speed skating and the artistic skating championships hosted in Hermitage this year at the Olympic Fun Center. So I guess just to start things off here, just looking back how those things went, uh, the artistic skating championships just concluded last week. So how'd it go in Hermitage? They went fantastic. In fact, they just ended last Sunday evening. So um, we just basically got back to Indianapolis, got the trucks unpacked and got all the all the material we need to run that event. Uh, it was a very successful event. Uh, we had over 200 artistic skaters from over 30 states. 50 different clubs came. Uh, well over 1,000 entries. Uh, about 200 plus skaters with over 1,000 entries uh, of events. So it was um, just a full time. And you've seen all those bleachers when you were out there. Those bleachers yeah. were full almost 99% of the time with just people watching and enjoying some fantastic roller art skating. Yeah, I mean, you, for anyone who maybe didn't go to either of these events, whether it was the speed skating or the artistic skating, I mean, there was barely any room to just walk around. I mean, these places were packed. I mean, it was, so like, was the reception good then? I mean, of course there was a lot of people in there. I know, you know, a lot of that was like coaches and like family of the people competing and stuff, but just in terms of like the local mm -hmm. reception, Sorry, I bumped the mic. Uh, just in terms of the local reception, um, how was it from the locals around here? We had a very good turnout locally. Uh, I think we had a little bit over 350 plus spectators uh, between the two events. Uh, and that, you know, helps offset some of the uh, costs of doing business. And uh, so we're really happy with that. We're uh, excited how the community uh, just overwhelmingly uh, signs all over the place coming to your town. Uh, I couldn't go to any of the restaurants or any place without, you know, somebody saying, oh, you're the roller skating people. We heard all about you. Mm -hmm. So your community uh, in my 47 plus years uh, being involved in roller skating and taking conventions and, and uh, sporting events around the country, uh, your little town just rocked it. I mean, they just knocked it out of the park. I, I just think the hospitality in uh, your community was probably the best I've ever observed. Wow. And with that being said, so what are the chances that this event may come back next year? Well, that is a, a board decision, of course. Uh, and uh, Joe, um, Joe and Don Smith uh, would have to offer their facility again like they did last year. Um, and then I would take that to the board of directors with any other offers that we had. Um, but when you look at the pendulum being good and bad, uh, you just have so much good in your community, your hotels, um, we're just uh, super polite to deal with. Uh, we never had no issues with hotels. We never had issues with transportation because you allowed us to park at the mall and bus people up to the facility during speed. So you have a lot going for you. Uh, but as the director, I can never predict exactly how the board of directors would uh, vote. Um, but you put a really good package together. So um, right now, it's probably in the hands of uh, uh, Joe and Don uh, Smith to see if they would love to have it come back. And if they did, uh, you know, their facility is fantastic. The floor is fantastic. It's just a gorgeous roller rink. Uh, and your community is uh, just, you know, maybe not the most modern community in the world. But I'll tell you, it's got to be the most friendliest in the world. Hmm. So let's talk a little bit about the, you know, the sport itself. Um, 
you know, the first week of this was the speed skating. Um, and then the second was the artistic skating. So, you know, just tell us a little bit about it, you know, cause like the pop it's very popular, but it kind of flies under the radar in terms of, you know, all the other sports in the world. So what draws you to this? Well, speed skating and artistic skating, uh, comes from inside roller skating facilities. So whether you're in Los Angeles, whether you're in New York, uh, Florida, or in the Midwest, um, you, it comes from inside a roller rink. So when you'd go to a, ro a local roller rink and you would probably start out with some kind of class program, uh, learning to skate forward and backwards, maybe doing some turns and stuff. And then you would uh, go to maybe some private lessons and then you would go to uh, a, a basically the competitive side of it and jump into that and start, a tra and start traveling with the team. So it has to start out in a rink, a roller rink uh, at a local level where a coach and uh, the roller rink operator got together and said, I want to have competitive skating in my facility. Uh, we are trying to get uh, competitive roller skating in every roller rink in the United States. Uh, and that's what we're trying to build up to. Uh, ice skating has such huge advantage because they got such huge sponsorships behind it, but uh, millions of more people will roller skate every day than ice skate. I guarantee you that. Hmm. And how exactly did you get involved with this type of field? Well, that's a good question. Uh, I'm 70 years old to the last couple of weeks. Uh, and uh, I started when I was about 10 years old at a local roller rink in Aurora. Uh, and I basically cleaned up and mopped up and do whatever I could do to help pay for lessons. So I'd volunteer everywhere, uh, to be able to cover my lesson costs and, uh, um, basically, uh, skated my whole career. Uh, and, uh, when the local rink operator there, uh, when I got out of high school said, uh, you know, you need to go to college. And I said, yeah, I want to go to college. And he said, as long as you'll keep a B average, I'll pay for it. So. The roller skating rink operator covered my college expenses um, so that I could be successful. Um, so it, roller skating is 100% in my blood. Uh, I The passion to make everyone have the same feeling I do. Uh, roller skating is the, the best social network because you're not typing on a phone or you're not having a phone to your ear. You're actually communicating socially in a roller rink. So I kind of like that. So, you know, when you're studying psychology and stuff, uh, going through school, the roller skating just fit right in. So I'm very fortunate to own several roller rinks. And, uh, when I got time to later in life, they said, uh, Hey, would you come be the executive director? So I came to be the executive director uh, of the roller skating association. We started in 1937. Hmm. Uh, and it started as competitive roller skating, uh, when 17 people put a dollar on the table in 1937 said, hey, let's organize, let's organize this sport to get more people involved. So it kind of went through a dry period. And that's where the Inline Hockey Association came in to try to build it back up to get a stronger, um, more people participating. So uh, and then we can travel to smaller communities because the grassroots program, which we, we brought to you, uh, is a program that can grow and grow and grow. So that's how my passion's there. It's, it's always took care of me. Uh, my wife came in with her boyfriend as a, a young lady. Uh, she came with her boyfriend. Next week, she came with her girlfriend. Next week, she it was my girlfriend. And we just mm -hmm. celebrate our 49th wedding anniversary 
uh, in Hermit. So that was pretty oh, cool. Yeah, so we were we were there for our 49th wedding anniversary. So um, roller skating is just my passion. It's everybody can do it. You don't have to be a superstar. Uh, anybody in any financial network can do it, whether you're um, from the low side of town, high side of town, whatever, you can all participate uh and you know whether you're small big tall whatever doesn't matter roller skating if you you know you learn your balance you can do anything on skates you want you can you know you watch some people really jam and and do some really cool things on roller skates and social media just exploded over roller skating during the pandemic we've seen such huge growth after the pandemic when we were allowed to open our facilities back up We'd have seen a tremendous amount of growth because everybody went outdoors and started roller skating. So, yeah. And I mean, I think like that kind of speaks to just like, you know, for anyone who went to this, if you just looked around the parking lot of the Olympic Fun Center, I mean, there were so many different, you know, out of state license plates. Like it was kind of cool to see. So, and, you know, of course, you were bringing in competitors from just all over the country. And like when you're putting together an event like this, like what are the challenges of trying to get people from all over? you know, just all centralized in one location? Like what's the challenges related to that? Well, challenges, and you had some challenges uh, because your nearest airport, major airports an hour plus away. Right. So you, you had some challenges uh, getting officials and stuff in hmm. um, because of, of where your air travel comes from. Um, but again, your community is just so kind and gentle that, you know, having somebody go drive somebody in to pick them up the airport, bring them back. When they come back there, they feel like they're in a warm community was just uh, offset some of that. But that's the hardest part was yours is you don't have any major air uh, traffic in your, you know, struck community. You know what I mean? So right. that, you know, you're either flying into Philadelphia, you're flying into Cleveland. Um, and uh, um, I think that's the, probably the hardest part, getting coaches and everybody in was looking at the geographical um, area. Now, the plus side of that, you can drive pretty easy. You know, you got great interstates coming your direction. So you can drive to your location pretty easily if they were willing to drive. So, right. but, you know, you can't get California and New Mexico people and all of them people coming. You can't expect them to drive there. But yeah. um, so we had, you know, that was probably the biggest challenge of your putting this program together in your area to get 50 clubs from all over the country uh, was ge geographically how easy is to get to it. Right. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we mentioned before that there were two separate aspects of this speed skating, artistic skating. So let's start with speed skating. Sure. Um, you know, this was a lot of fun to watch. You know, I'd never seen this before in person. Um, <laughs> and, you know, I was there taking photos. It was, a. I mean, oh, I right shot, you know, he was in the center of the floor sitting, taking photos. Right. It was awesome, man. Yeah. He was part he was part of the event. <laughs> I think I made some of the the officials a little bit nervous because they were like, all right, please don't move. Like we don't want to trip over you. Like if you're gonna be out here, <laughs> stay right here. Um, but no, I mean I shoot sports all the time, but like, you know, it's kind of dark in there. So it was a little bit challenging just, you know, trying to capture them at like such high speeds and everything. But um but no, so like talk a little bit about the speed skating aspect of it, just in terms of, you know, like the getting prepared for this and just like, you know, competing at such a high speed and everything. It just, yeah, let's talk about the speed skating aspect. 
Okay. Uh, speed skating has really grown over the years when the Pan American Games allowed roller skating uh, to be a, a trial sport uh, back several years back. And because of that, then the Olympic Training Center out in Colorado Springs um, allowed skaters to come out and they would use all that fancy machinery to tell you what your body fat is, what muscles are being used. So that really helped the training aspect of speed skating. And then the new wheels, the inline skates, uh, the new wheel compassion uh, and the bearings are just unbelievable now. And, and the skates themselves are so light uh, because some of the boots are actually molded to your foot. So you can actually push 100%. You're not losing any friction because of the boot slippage or, or wheel slippage. Uh, and their floor is so smooth and so tight that you know, we, I think the best lap race we had was 8.3 seconds and that's a hundred meters. Yeah. So yeah. for I mean, anybody ever ran the hundred meter knowing that you can do that 8.3 seconds, right? Uh, you know, you're, you're really flying around that floor. So, yeah. Uh, but that's, that's what made speed skating the, the technology uh, has helped and coaching uh, is just the coaches. Now we have over 50 coaches that are uh, well-trained and certified in how to um, get you to perform at the highest level you can perform. So um, right. I think it's just the, the equipment. And then of course we had the quad skating, which is what some people remember with the four wheels. Mm -hmm. We had those races on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Uh, and the speeds uh, for those were in the high nine seconds, uh, which on quad skating is just unheard of. You know what I mean? To stay at that speed. Uh, with those four wheels because the the quad skate doesn't have the grip the inline does the inline you're getting completely over your access so your blade is really pushing out where the quad skate you still have some friction that you're rolling with because you got eight wheels flat on the floor so mm -hmm. um but it's technology it's coaching uh and the kids are um you know they'll I just think they train harder now than they have. I think the pandemic taught people that we can get lazy real easy. Yeah. So, you know, if you want to be the best of the best, and that's why they come to your community was to be part of the best of the best, you know, our overall prize was $10,000 on that Saturday night. So if you want to be the best of the best and be in the money area, you had to train hard. And as you can see from being out in the center of the floor, trying to keep yeah. up, keep your camera on one kid was like you were just kind of moving your head everywhere <laughs> uh you know uh showing that the kids just train so hard oh yeah and, and i mean like i said i shoot a lot of sports and i just got done shooting a lot of um track just before shooting you know the the rollers skating and everything and i mean it was considerably faster so yeah i had to <laughs> kind of speed up my instincts there but um but yeah like we mentioned they also had the artistic skating as well and so mm -hmm. you know for people who haven't seen this it's essentially You've seen ice skating, you know, maybe you've seen that during mm -hmm. the Olympics, um, kind of like that too, but it's not on ice. So talk a little bit about the artistic skating. Yeah, the, the roller skating part of it uh, is, again, is all based on edges uh, and ice skating is all based on the access of the blade locking in where uh, on wheels you have to lock in. So you're if you're spinning uh, at that fast rate, what you saw, you're locking one wheel in to the, to the uh, on pressure point and you're sliding the other wheels at a very fast rate. And that's where you get the scramble spins and the sit spins and all that. And you're seeing the triples and the quads. 
those are all just the same in roller skating as in ice skating. Um, the difference is there's a lot more people who have access to roller skates. And I always tease everyone. I'll say, I'm sure you know everybody or somebody that has a pair of roller skates in their closet. You only know a few people that have ice skates in the closet, but you know right. a lot of people that have roller skates in their closet. And, you know, you can go up to somebody's, hey, let's go roller skating, man. It's like, yeah, let me get my skates out of the closet and dust them off. So, but the artistic skating was some of the best skating. Uh, we had some gold medalists. We had some world skaters with us. Um, and the dance skating was just unbelievable. Uh, they had, uh, um, on that Saturday evening, they had, um, what they call this, the premier dance teams were just, I mean, they just, they bring tears to your eyes when you see them. And they had to be perfect. I mean, the scores had to be so perfect uh, because if they wanted to be in the, in, in the top three, they almost had to skate perfect. That means every edge, every movement, every everything had to be perfect for them to win that event. Right. Um, and uh, it was just, it brings tears to your eyes, you know. Yeah. No, I definitely, I picked up on that judging aspect of it. Um, just in terms of like, you know, to me, someone who has never seen the artistic skating before each one almost looked the same. I'm like, how are they uh -huh. judging this? You know, it looks the same, but no, you're, yeah. it's like, it's the smallest little detail. Small, um, small. That was, yeah, that was neat to see. Yeah. hundred hundred points is the perfect score. And I have never seen one of those in my 70 years. Okay. Hmm. And prior to us actually recording, um, I joked and said that you had kind of a bumper room to relax between the next competition. So as you are sitting down with your board of directors and reflecting mm -hmm. on this year's competition and then looking forward to next year's competition, what are some things that you're looking to maybe start implicating or maybe just things that you would like to change that happen this competition? Well, I think the the best part is we will get the feedback from the skaters. Mm -hmm. uh, each, each skater will give us a feedback in over the next month or so. And then we'll have several coaches meetings where we'll sit down with all the coaches and say, what did you like? What did you dislike? And it, at the end of the day, it's all 100% about the skaters. It's not about the board of directors. It's not about Jim McMahon. It's not about any of the officials. It's about the skaters. What do the skaters need to perform the highest level they can perform and be the most successful they can be, whatever we can do to do that. So we start with uh, the coaches, we start and then we go through the skaters and we'll do whatever it takes. We'll, we'll maneuver uh, a program uh, based on what makes the skater a better skater. Like um, I know we used to have a, a five meter uh, race uh, and then we change it to a three meter race to give them more challenge because in five meters you can pass, you can do some things. We're in a three meters, it's just a flat out sprint where, you know, you're going around 300 meters. I'm sorry, 300 meters. Uh, you're going around 300 meters. It, if you if you don't win that start, you could have a rough way to go because everybody's, you know, in the low nines or high eights and, you know, you don't have any time. So that just made it an extremely exciting race. And that came from the kids. They wanted to, they wanted to have that race, you know, and then the 50 lapper, which is, uh, 50 meters, um, which is 500 meters, uh, that's a long race. So they wanted one of them for the marathon people that the ones that can really show up at the end, you know, where the sprinters, you know, by halfway through that, the sprinters legs are going, ah, you know, <laughs> and the, the marathon people are just kind of like pacing along like the turtle and the snail old story, you know? Right. 
Well, as we approach the end of uh, of this episode here, is there anything that you know that we haven't touched on that you would like to like to talk about? Well, I just think everyone uh, needs in your community to thank Joe and uh, Don Smith for uh, basically donating everything to allow this to come to your community. Otherwise, we would never have known Pennsylvania even existed. So uh, I think the community, if they get an opportunity to see Don and Joe, just say thank you. Uh, you know, it's a lot of work, 17-hour days. Uh, we're there 17 hours every day. So yeah, for yeah. the people that run the place, own the place, I mean, they get very little sleep. And, you know, I'm going to go back and sleep a couple hours. They're, they're mopping, cleaning. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's that that's important, I think. And I also think that everyone who wants to learn how to do artistic skating, speed skating, wherever you're listening to this broadcast at, check with your local roller rink and say, hey, I want to start in a class lesson. I want to start uh, being a speed skater. I want to start being an artistic skater. It does. You don't have to have any skill to start. You know, skills can be taught because what is skill? Skill is balance. And if you have good balance, we can teach you anything. So I think the main thing for your audience is just go roller skating. Go have a good time get that rise in that fall, listen to some fantastic music. And if you get that urge while you're at the rink and say, God, I want to do a little better, stop by the local rink, talk to the manager and say, hey, I want to take some lessons. And, you know, I, that's what I would say is get, you know, get your community, every community listening to this is if, if you want to join a sport that is friendly and doesn't take uh, you know, you don't got to be seven foot tall to be able to slam dunk the ball. All you got to do is have balance. That's it. doesn't matter. You're small, medium, larger or large. As long as you got balance, everything else comes naturally. All right. Well, thank you, Jim, for joining us this week on the podcast. Really appreciate it. Well, thank you for inviting me. Of course. So I think that'll do it this week on the New Generation Podcast. Uh, we are here every Saturday. You can find us at SharonHerald.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all the other ones too. And then, of course, the New Generation Sports Report Podcast as well. Um, as you know, me and Dan have been kind of doing an every other week thing here during the summer while high school sports are on a bit of, a, you know, just taking a break until fall sports coming around. But uh, we should have another one coming up soon. Just had an episode with Craig Antush. We're doing um, a series of episodes of state winning, state championship winning coaches. Uh, so we had the Hickory Girls golf coach, Craig Antush, on recently. So if you haven't listened to that one, go check it out. And uh, yeah, we'll have another one coming up here very shortly. So be on the lookout for that as well. So, Jim, thank you again for coming on the show this week. And thank you all for listening.